0: Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. What's up, gang? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Rashad. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now, listen, The Greatness Machine We're about two things. Number one, people who are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things despite the odds against them. Wow, Uh, Jack Daly, the man, the myth, the legend. What an amazing, amazing Greatness Machine episode. This is a guy that's, I mean, 100 marathons, 15 Ironmans. I I might even be butchering The amount of accomplishments that this guy has done in his life is out of control. 74 years old, guy ran his 100th marathon just recently. I mean, it is just unbelievable. This guy is like just one of the biggest badasses I've ever gotten to know. I told him you are the living embodiment of the Greatness Machine. Stay tuned. What an amazing episode. Guys, welcome to today's episode of The Greatest Machine. I'm your host, Darius Moshaze. And boy, too, we have an amazing guest, my man, the living legend, Jack Daly is in the house. What's up, Jack?
1: Darius, great to see you. Don't see you enough, but I'm uh, really enjoying the fact that I've been invited back to uh, spend some time with you.
0: Uh, the feeling is more than mutual, my friend. Uh, do you mind if I do a little bit of housekeeping, and then we're going to dive right into this show. Does that work for you? Let's go. Awesome. So for listeners who are new to the show, The Greatness Machine, we're about two things. We're about people who are living their passions and those who've created greatness in the world and doing so despite the odds. And I was saying to Jack before the show, I said, you know, he asked me, he said, How I do, how am I doing? And, you know, what's the show all about? We're we're having some back and forth. And I said, you know, the show's really turned into a human performance show. Uh, you know, how do you show up to be your best? Squeeze the juice out of life. And um, as I was saying it, I said, and I can't think of a person. That is not more the living embodiment of this of that statement than Jack Daly. So, man, I am so pumped to have you back on the show. Uh, so much gratitude here. Um, man, yeah, let's get this party started, man. Um, I want to tell a little bit of our backstory because I met Jack um, 2009, New York City, Tavern on the Green. Uh, he had come to – I was in the Birthing of Giants program, graduated from that, and we did a year four ourselves. We saw uh, John Ratliff. Uh, and myself and Andy Bailey and a bunch of those cats, we, we organized a year four for ourselves and we brought two, we had two amazing speakers that day, Jack, or that, that weekend that really stood out. If you said, who are your two favorite speakers? And, and, and I, I, it's an equal. I can't, and you're going to appreciate this. It was like Jack Daly, Simon Sinek. I, 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 it was like, those were the, the two people that blew my mind that weekend. Um, and so I met him in New York city. Uh, right near the Central Park, and and <laughs> it was funny because this is what uh, fourteen years ago. I was my business was just absolutely getting crushed. I was a mortgage subprime mortgage lender, and Jack made some comment like, "Oh, it's a tough business." <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm like, "Oh, thanks, man." <laughs> <laughs> so I I, I didn't I, you know and you and you had mentioned that you you actually had a background in the business too and I and I have since learned that you've that was one one part of your life and now you've since gone on to such amazingness after that part of your life but uh, yeah it really struck me I I really walked away from that meeting implemented a lot of Jack's work into my companies from that point forward and uh, yeah man you've just been a mentor from afar ever since and and it's been amazing to watch the work that you've done and. And continue to do, and and I'm so just I guess proud to 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 know you and to get to have you in my life, even if it's a, a small amount. Um, and and here we are today. So welcome back to the show.
1: Well, I need to make my way to Austin more often, and then I could uh, have a shot at you, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. If you're ever in town, I know I know we have some mutual friends here. Uh, but yeah, if you're ever in town, uh, let's, uh, let me know, but, but well, I'm going to take full advantage of the virtual thing right now. So, um, do you mind if I give it your formal bio and then I'd love to jump into a little bit of your backstory origins story, you, you know, your, your book, new book, all that good stuff, but I'd love to kind of give the formal bio really quickly and then we'll jump into that. Does that work for you, Jack? Cool. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, as I mentioned, look, look to, to boil it down, Jack is a human performance, badass. Okay. Uh, has been in business many decades and and really I would guess I would venture to say the last probably two decades has been really focused on going out working with high growth companies helping them become sales machines, really high growth sales machines, monetizing their business through sales. Jack's probably the, whenever I always, at, people ask me, they say, hey, you know, who, who could we bring in to help us really like turbocharge our sales? I'm like, "You should talk to Jack Daly. The, the guy's a fucking machine, you know, and <laughs> that, that's a technical term, by the way. <laughs> um, and, and, but, but, you know, so that, that's when I, I think of Jack. It's really just someone that is super accomplished in so many walks of life. Um, he's an accomplished author, many, many books, audio, DVD programs. You know has led sales forces in the thousands and really has this massive history of working with companies and helping them really level up to the next level um, and I'm so pleased today to really talk about his his newest book life by design your path to an exceptional life um, I told Jackis I'm gonna keep it short because really nothing's gonna do this more justice than the conversation the conversation we're about to have but but yeah man you are really like I said before the living embodiment of someone that really squeezes the juice out of life and um, I love if you don't mind like give our kind of your backstory, a little bit of your backstory to our audience, just to get to know you a little better. And then we can jump into a lot of the stuff you're working on right now.
1: Yeah. So I I appreciate the intro. And um, again, the opportunity to share with some people. So um, real, real succinct. um, Seven years old was my first sales job. Uh, Owned the market, charged twice the price of every kid I competed with. Fell in love with sales right out of the get-go. Couldn't understand why kids would want to play tag and hide and seek when nobody's paying you to stand behind a tree and be silent. Sounds like time out today. Uh, And so uh, that was my first cut of of my teeth into sales. By the age of 12, I built my first company. At 13, I had five employees. They're doing most of the work. I'm keeping most of the money. This seems to work for me. And then I got formally educated. And then between 26 and 46 years old, I took a blank sheet of paper six times, sketched a business on it, convinced other people to help me build them. All six companies went nationwide, two of which I sold to work, Wall Street, First Boston and Solomon Brothers. And then at 46 years old, Darius, I lost my passion for what I was doing. And you and I have talked about this before. If you don't have that, you don't have anything. I don't think you can be successful unless you're doing successful. It's something that you're passionate about. So pull the plug on business. And figured it said I'll figure out what I'm going to do next. Uh, then the phone started ringing. People going, "Hey, I hear you're not doing anything. Can you talk to my company? Can you talk to my trade group? Can you do this, this, this?" And all of a sudden, I found myself in the professional speaker world, which basically I've been in for probably close to 30 years now. That's it. Wow,
0: that's I love that. That's a like, what an elevator uh, story there. So. Let me ask a question, um, because something you just mentioned earlier, and, and I know that the, the new book, the, the word design is, is, a, is a word I love. Um, a lot of times folks will ask me, they'll say, you know, like, oh, here's Darius, he's an entrepreneur, he's, he's a CEO, you know, they'll kind of try to describe me to, to people, which is a tough description probably in general. Um, but I say, no, no, you know, I don't think of myself like that. I think of myself as a designer. I design businesses, I design outcomes, I design what I want to create. And so when you, what I heard you just say is this really, and correct me if I'm wrong, you said six times you've taken a blank sheet of paper and drawn out an outcome. Um, What like, I mean, first and foremost, that's, that's insane. Um, What, what is it like, what is it about that, that really sticks with you? Why is it that I'm taking out this blank sheet of paper, I'm going to draw something. Tell us a little bit about that, what that process is. Why do you do it that way? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
1: You know, here's a here's a here's a way of getting a, your your arms around it. Uh, if I'm in front of an audience and I ask how many people by a show of hands would like to be more successful than you are already, how many hands in the room are up? All, All of them. them, right? All of them. Now, if I leave the stage and go down into the audience with a mic and say, "Okay, so uh, h- what does success to mean to you?" Crickets. Hmm. Now. You can't get there unless you know what there is. So defining what it is that you want to be when you grow up, defining what it is that you want to do in the future uh, is the start point. I, you know, look, Stephen Covey was a lot better with words than me. Begin with the end in mind. Right. And so I got really, really fortunate, Darius, uh, as a teenager. So. At 13 years old, I had at least 50 successful people, however you wanted to define success. I had about 50 of these people, um, adults, vest in me. And I, I interviewed them and I wanted to know how they achieved their success. And I found patterns. And one of the patterns I found was this. You got to have goals. They got to be in writing or they don't count. Don't pick too many. Pick a date or some evidence of completion and share them with as many people as possible because it'll increase accountability and the probability of you achieving them. And so I started with that process that you asked me about of figuring out what do I want to be when I grow up? I started that process at 13 years old. My first cut at the blank sheet of paper was what did I want to look like in four dimensions of my life at the age of thirty? Because if I could figure out where I want to be at thirty, at thirteen, then it's a process of get, of connecting the dots. And um, and by the way, that process continues to this day. So um, this goes with me everywhere, and it's just my logbook of everyday writing down everything I do that day that relates Mm. to my personal goals, which I keep in the front of that log. And this is everything I want to do this year. And it is ready to go the first of the year. Well, here's what I want to tell you, Darius, is I have 60 of these for Mm. 60 years. I'm 74 years old. And I have done this every year since I was 13 years old. The process works. The process works.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and supply and demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash Darius. Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius from Shazda here and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, They've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. They stop me from fully enjoying the little things in life. Canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose itchy, watery eyes, and itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin-D user for many, many years now, and let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin-D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits, and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear, uses directed. What? Let me ask you a question because I, I, I'm I a person and I've kind of, like I said, i kind of gone through this big change in my life over the last few years. I was a person that would set these really audacious goals, especially when I was... Um, Kind of similar to yourself. You're 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 much more organized than I am. I'm a very disorganized person. But I would pick big goals and go and fight like hell to make them come to life. And one of the things that I struggled with with that, for maybe achievers that are listening to this, and I've I've actually found this to be true. With I've spoken about this with friends of mine who are high level achievers, and and where where they where they struggle with the same thing I have, which is when I hit the goal, I I would just not I don't know I didn't feel like celebratory about it. It just kind of felt like. I check the box and then I move on. What are your, like, and, and so it, it got a little bit, I guess, discouraging for me because I, I felt like it was a hedonic, they call it what, the hedonic treadmill, right? Where I was like, oh, well, like, and I'll use my business example. I said, oh, I just want to build a $10 million company. And I remember when I met you, my $10 million company had turned into a $2 million company, which is probably why I was in bad headspace. But, um, but I had fought like hell, grown it almost there. And then the business imploded. So, but, but I almost got there. And then, and I said, all right, well, I didn't hit it, but I'm, I'm going to build a hundred million dollar company now. And I didn't even hit the 10, but I bumped the number up just because I was like, I'm going to pick a bigger number. And then I did hit that number. And then I hit 200 million. And then it just felt like nothing. I like, wasn't like, and I can remember like dreaming about it, but, but I, and I noticed a trend in my life that I was a person that would set these big goals. And I did this in lots of parts of my life. But once I hit it I there was no like moment. It was just like, oh whatever, next goal. Like how do have you are you a person that like celebrates your goals? Like like how do you not fall into that trap? Cuz I feel like that's a trap. I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this.
1: Uh it's a great question. It's a very very cool perspective to have. Uh, so I'm going to answer it on a number of dimensions. I guess the first one uh with authenticity, I want to give you uh a little p- pic- picture into me. Um, I, I quite frankly, I enjoy checking the boxes like it doesn't need celebration. I just like checking the boxes. Mm. But I think the thing that I got out of the way you phrased the question is this. So many business people um, measure themselves in achievement of uh, um, primarily or exclusively around their business. I'm all about loving what you do. I'm all about loving the business that you're in, but I'm not a single dimension guy. And in fact, I believe that whatever the success I drive through my business, I do so that I can replug it, reinvest into opportunizing everything else in life. Uh, And and whatever that might mean to an individual. So uh, as an example, I have over 400 items on my bucket list. Um, Over 300, I've checked the box. And some of them are some very big items, like run a marathon in all 50 states. Now, on somebody's bucket list, it might say run a marathon, a single marathon, right? And I don't put that down. That's a hell of an achievement. But, After I put run a marathon in all 50 states, I mean, rather, when I put a marathon, run a marathon on my bucket list and I check the box, well, 10 years later, I'm running a marathon for my 10th marathon in 10 years because I decided this is probably a good thing for my health. Run one a year. You got to stay in shape all during the year to run a marathon. So my 10th one's in Los Angeles and a guy goes by me with a shirt on the back. It says I ran a marathon in all 50 states. I catch back up with him and I asked him about it. He said there's a club on the internet. I go on the internet, look at the club, and I'm going. That sounds like a great bucket list. So I add it to the bucket list. I add it to my life. Uh, mm-hmm. And 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 then I just started saying, what else do I want to do in life? What like what are some crazy things? And what are some really cool things? Uh, and so. Um, if 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 the listener, if the viewer were to go and check out my website called lifebydesign.com, half of my book I put on my website so you can download it. Half of the book is the appendix with all of what I've done and accomplished, but it's also the process, the forms that you can use to enable yourself to lead this exceptional life. So uh, I flew a jet fighter plane with no flying instructions. I mean, that's, that's, that to me is just wild and crazy. Here, here I am in, in the cockpit uh, of a jet fighter plane. And all it was about was, well, that would be kind of fun. I saw Top Gun and I'm going, well, I'd like to do that. But I don't want to go through the whole learn how to fly a jet fighter plane. I wonder if you could pull that off. Um and the box got checked.
0: How'd you do that one? I guess that's actually on my list. I'm I'm curious how you went about it. Did uh, you like go to like it, it, one it, of those schools? Look,
1: you've heard this expression before. You gotta put it out in the universe. So I go public with my what with my bucket list everywhere I go. It's on my it's on both of my websites, my business website and my Jack Daily Life by Design website. And so a YPO member saw it on my bucket list and said, is that still open? Or have you checked that box? I said, no, it's open. And he mails, he emails me a photo of a jet fighter plane he bought from the U.S. Air Force <laughs> and and said, would this qualify? And I'm like, absolutely. And uh, he said, well, now all we need to do is figure out where and when. And off we'll go. And so uh, it, it, it it's crazy stuff. Uh, I, I wanted to wrap a snake around my neck. And so I've got this, you know, 20 foot python all wrapped around me, uh yellow snake. And, uh, you know, some people go, well, that, that doesn't sound like that big of a deal. Well, it's just fun, right? Uh, and wow. so I've got a mix of really cool things and not, you know, and then just frivolous things. Um, you know, on the list right now uh, is uh, meet a president of the United States in the Oval Office, not on a tour, but I've been invited to come and meet the president. I don't care which one, just get in the Oval Office. And by the way, when I put that down, I said, and let's do another item and get on Air Force One and take a flight on that. And I'll, I'll, by the way, I didn't put this on my bucket list. But I'm thinking if I were to do both of those, it probably happened the same day and I grabbed the helicopter ride on the way from the Oval <laughs> Office to the jet fighter plane. This is the screwy way of me thinking. But, but people look at all the things that I'm doing, Darius, and they're like, holy mackerel. It, it, it's amazing all this stuff that you're packing into your life. We all are given the same number of hours, 168 hours a week. Uh, some of us are getting more out of it than others. I think the guys that get the most out of life have figured out what they want their life to be.
0: So, so for you, what, when did, I mean, obviously you've been goal oriented, goal oriented obviously for sounds like most of your life, if not your entire life, when did you start really like this evolve into these bigger, more audacious goals or was it always like that?
1: Um, everything starts small and then becomes the bigger audacious goals, right? So um, um, so I moved to California from the East Coast in 1985. I still live uh, in California today. Uh, I, I came here to, to build a business and uh, I started with three people and 18 months later, we're 750 uh, employees and no acquisitions, all organic growth, crazy, crazy growth, right? First three years in business, profits of 42 million bucks. Uh, but... Um, I uh, I got here, and one of my employees said they're running a charity race for the Heart Fund, and it starts at our office, and it's a 5K. And you want to do that? And I'm like, Well, I've never done a 5K before. What is a 5K? Well, it's three, a little bit more than three miles. Oh, I-, I can do that. And uh, and so I knocked this 5K out. It was exhausting. I mean, like, that's, for me, that was a long way. And I'm in my mid-30s. And, uh, and then I got home, and I said to my wife, you know what, it would be kind of fun to train for one of those and see how good I could I get. So all of a sudden, I became a 5K junkie. And then I couldn't find one. And then I found a 10K, so I went, I'll do a 10K. And then I went from there and did a half marathon. So now, all of a sudden, I, I love my wine, I got a great bottle of wine. I got my finisher medal and I, a great meal that my wife made. And I said to Bonnie, my wife, I said, take my photo. And as she's taking the photo, I absolutely lost it and just start laughing. And she's going, what are you laughing about? I can't take a good photo with you just uproariously laughing. And I said, I can't remember ever in my life celebrating doing half of something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and she said really you're going to do a full marathon and i'm like yeah i'm going to put that on my bucket list and uh and then as i said i i then did 10 and then i found this guy around and me with the shirt and then i said to put it on to do all 50 states i'm doing the 50 states and then i see a club that's all seven continents well put the all seven continents on the bucket list and you meet people And they tell you incredible experiences of doing. Have you ever done this? Have you ever done that? Uh, And, you know, here I am at 58 years old. uh, 16 years ago, I decided that I'm going to do an Ironman. Uh, And I didn't know how to swim at 58 years old. And went on in the next eight years to do 15 full Ironmans and about 50 halves. Uh, And, you know, each time, I'm doing the bucket list and I'm putting it on how to lead an exceptional life, how to do some things that most people will never really get to do because they never take the time out to think about what is it that they want to do. What is fun?
0: What do you, what, what do you, well, I have a couple of thoughts here. So, you know, obviously you being in the world of marathoning and, and the Ironman world, um, you know, Dave Goggins is pretty famous in the world of ultra marathons. And, and I got a little obsessed with his work earlier this year. Um, and one of the things that stood out to me was this like kind of like embracing the suck, right? It's something doing something hard. And, and Jesse Itzler is doing something right now. He's riding his bike across the United States. Like, and I, there's a word for this in Japanese. It's around like challenging yourself just to see just for the, like the pleasure of seeing what you can do. How does it, was that part of it for yourself? Is there something around like seeing what your limits are just to know them and seeing how far you can push past them? I'd love to hear about that. I
1: I, I think there is, but I think for me, I think it's more end zone driven. Finishing what you start, no matter what the hurdle is, no matter what dimension of life, I'm a closer, I'm a finisher. That's what, what really compels me. I was doing a triathlon Darius and, uh, and, and, you know, if you, if you, if you ever seen the bikes that we ride in the triathlons, they got the real thin little wheels, right? Uh, Tires rather. Uh, And I'm, I'm two miles from the end of the bike. Now the way those races go is swim, bike, run. That's the order. And, uh, and as I'm making my way two miles to, to the end of the bike, Uh, it's a big turn and the road is wet and my wheel gives out and I realize I'm, I'm losing control of the bike. Now, what you're taught is don't put your arm out to break the fall. You'll break your elbow. Your shoulder can take it. So hold on to the handlebars. So I hold on and then I start to slide down the road and my body is being shred on the, on the, on the blacktop legs, arm, blood all over the place. And I got up and I realized uh, nothing broke. Well, that's not exactly true. Nothing broke on me. The wheel on my bike was broke. So um, I guess the race is over. But then I'm going, all I need to do is get the bike to the end of the bike race. And they don't say you got to ride it. So I'll just run with it on my shoulder. So i <laughs> blood running down the left-hand side of me. I got the bike on my shoulder and I'm running in cleats in the shoes that you bike in. Right. And I finish and there's the med tent right there. Right there is the med tent. And I look over at it and I go. They can fix me, but I'm done. Let's go get the run done. And uh, a, a, a mutual friend of ours, Tony Lelos, was at that race, and yeah. and Tony's like looking at me running with the blood all running, and the and the black top is in my skin and stuff. And he's like, "What?" And I'm going. I, I got to finish, and uh, and then I finish, and then I go in the med tent. They clean all the stuff out of me and all the rest of that, bandage me up, and then said, "We want to take you to the hospital to get uh, X-rays to check, and make sure that nothing's broke." And so, Wait, let
0: me. Ask- I I have two questions sorry I have to ask this How far did you run with the bike How far of a run was it with the bike and then how far did you run after you got the bike in
1: Yeah so it was a two it was 2 miles uh, with the bike, and uh, you know, uh, to get to the end of the
0: bike, and then I, I th- in cleats, in cleats. Hold on, like, yeah. listeners need to understand. Two, you just said, first of all, I just want to take us back for a second. He started this whole thing talking about how he ran three, you know, like a little bit over three miles and how he was exhausted. And then, now we're at running in biking cleats two miles, and then, and then, hold on, fi- sorry, please finish. And then, how far was the run after that?
1: I, I, I think it was a half marathon, 13 miles. <laughs> No, but I got, Wait a minute. Oh, I I got running shoes on for that part.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> did, did was it were you in pain or did the pain kind of go away because of adrenaline and stuff yeah, like
1: that? Yeah, I, I I didn't even feel it. Uh uh look, here here's what I can tell you. 15 full ironmans never have I raced an ironman, a full ironman where I didn't somewhere want to quit. Mm. Every race somewhere I just said this is so hard I am so hurting well I've already done two of them five of them or whatever uh I, I don't need this um it, it, no it, you're there look in Phoenix uh it, the bike was three loops at the end of the first loop uh I hear the announcer say there goes Jack Daly racing comfortably in first in his age group. Now I've never been first in my age group at that point, and 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 by the way, if I finish first in my age group, I get to go and compete in the world championship in Hawaii. And so uh, I'm I'm jacked up. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the next two loops, three flats. Oh, um, you bring kits with you for two flats. So all of a sudden, I don't have uh, the ability to to fix my bike. I carry the bike again to an aid station. They phone somebody that's a race official. He comes out on a scooter, gives me the equipment to change the bike tire. And now I'm in the race and I'm back in the back where people are riding bikes that have stuffed animals on the handlebars and baskets and (laughs) horns and I mean, goofy stuff. And I'm going, are they real? I mean, I've never been back this far in the race. And I I had done that race before and I was there to win a spot to go to the world championship. So I'm not going to get that. Uh, I rolled my bike in after 112 miles and three flats And now I'm looking at a full marathon, 26.2 miles to run. And I I, I put my bike in the rack and went, you've already done this race. And like you're you're back here with everybody at the back of the pack. Just just pack it in and go have yourself a beer. And then I went, are you real? Are you really? Mm. Really? Like you came here to finish, finish, get out there and finish. And so you finish.
0: I yeah, the box. I love it, man. And, and and I mean, really, I think that there's something there around making a commitment to yourself and keeping it right. Like keeping these promises with yourself. I mean, talk talk a little bit about that. Cause I think that that's a really, for me, that's something that I think for some people it's more innate than others. Right. I think this is the habit of, of, of accomplishment versus the habit of quitting. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Um, so I already mentioned that I've never done that race than Ironman without wanting to quit. Um, well, I've had six companies I started. Two companies that I have was asked to come in and turn around on top of those. So eight companies at the leadership level. Uh, and when you get introduced as a speaker, all they tell you, all they tell the audience is all this great stuff about you. Uh, th- 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 like uh, I had a company that was the 10th fastest growing company in the U.S. in 98 growth. Uh, That's what's used when they introduce me. Uh, What they they don't say is that I stood in front of 275 people one day and let uh, 240 go that day. Because our company had gotten upside down. And, you know, I have a decision to make. Do I just shutter the whole place? Or do I reconstitute it and see if I can resurrect it from the place it's at? So that's no different than carrying your bike so that you can go r- run a half marathon. Right. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's the same type of thing. I uh, I'm in, I'm in unbelievable health and you know that um, I'm an exercise nut. Uh, I've already put two hours in this morning of exercise. I'll, I'm not finished. Um, and I love that. And I'm in terrific. My resting heart rate is in the low forties or thirties. Uh, wow. I mean, it's just an incredible thing. Right. Um, but on, on April 1st, um, 2020, by the way, what's happening in April of 2020?
0: Oh, uh, this thing, uh, I think it's called COVID.
1: Oh, yeah. there we go. Uh, yeah. m- April 1st, April Fool's Day, my doctor declares uh, at the top of my head, I- I've got uh, malignant melanoma stage three cancer. And he said, we got to get that removed like right away. And I said, "Well, what do you mean removed?" And he said, "I've got to operate, you on, I'm going taking about the size of the palm of your hand off of your head uh, with all the cancer in it." And 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 I and and he goes, "So we got to get it on the calendar. Put you in the hospital. Blah blah blah." And I'm going, "Everything that I'm looking at on TV, people going in the hospital ain't coming back. Uh, they're not coming out. So so how about if we delay the the surgery?" He said. Uh, if if we wait longer than 30 days, you might not need it because you'll be dead. Mm. And I'm going, oh, okay. Uh, Wheel me in two weeks later, take the top of my head off, off we go, declared cancer free. Then uh, eight months later, it comes out of my neck and I go through 54 weeks of cancer treatment, a couple million dollars of expense uh, with all of the drugs that I needed to take and all that type of thing. And one of the reasons my hair is longer than you've ever seen it, and I know that because it's longer than it's ever been, is I'm growing my hair to donate it to a cancer patient. But I need 12 Mm -hmm. inches. Uh, But but, you know, I've just spent the last two and a half years um, fighting serious cancer. Now, I've been been declared I won the battle, Uh, maybe won the war. Uh, I get a little bit of skirmishes every once in a while. Three days ago, I had a little skin cancer removed off of my face. No big deal. Um, but 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 here's here's the thing: during COVID and battling cancer, my bucket list said I wanted to run a hundred marathons and finish in the original in Athens, Greece. And I needed five more to get that done during. Um, during the pandemic. And I, I got that done during the pandemic while yeah. being treated for cancer. That's about and,
0: the well, goal. That, so, it, so, so let's, talk, let's talk about that though. Cause I think some folks might've heard that. i mean, like, how do you even do that? Like, like you're not feeling well, you're going through cancer treatment. You got this goal. Is this just, you're just like, to to your point earlier like I'm end zone driven and I don't care how much it sucks I'm just going to do it like what's what's the thought around that for yeah. yourself at least
1: So 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 you recalibrate for me um I'm 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 not going to win my age group I'm not going to be on the podium uh I'm 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 here to start and here to finish right uh don't worry about your time so my time on the marathon was 6 hours in Athens um 42k the first thirty k is uphill, so it's not an easy track. Uh, but six hours is is an extreme for me in terms of time. Uh, I, I I've qualified for Boston, uh, so wow. I'm, I'm a you know I'm a sub four hour potential guy uh, who's knocked knocked them not, knocks sub fours down. Um, but but that was cause for celebration for me. Uh, I, I got it, I got it done in spite of whatever else was going on. Right. Uh, and, um, and, and we don't realize, we just don't realize what we're actually capable of. And I don't mean that in just a physical way. I, I mean it in every dimension of life. We, we don't tap anywhere near what we, what we've got in terms of capabilities, Uh, I I tell this to salespeople all the time. The number one thing that holds them back from being a a top producer is themselves, Mm. their view of themselves. The story they tell themselves is a story of less than what it could be.
0: Yeah. So, so, you know, what's interesting. um, I was, I was talking to my mom about this last time. My mom just turned 70. And, um, I said, you know, for the first time in my life, I'm a person that like, again, being a high, I consider myself a hardcore achiever, but I was also a super anxious person. I had a lot of, I mean, cause I always anxious about achieving and then, and then hitting that accomplishment and like moving on to the next, not, not a great existence. I'll be honest with you. And, and when I was talking earlier about overcoming the biggest thing I overcame was I got my, I'm zero anxiety, almost, almost zero now. And I'm talking, you know, I was a hardcore, I had massive anxiety. I have almost zero. And the biggest change I had, going back to what you just said a moment ago, was I realized my self-talk was very abusive around achievement. Like, you better fucking go do it. And like, you know, and, and it worked until it until I, I got tired of it, right? But I re, I reconstituted my self-talk. I changed my self-talk completely. And that changed my life in ways I can't even explain. Like my mental health, when we started, the, you said, how are you doing? I said, I've never been better. I said, because I'm, I talk to myself really well every day, all day long uh, re- regarding what I want to accomplish, who the type of human I'm trying to be, how I want to show up. And I was talking to a forum mate of mine about this and, and I lo- love your feedback. And I said, he said, so what's new? I said, you know, man, I'm just about showing up and being who I'm supposed to be to try to be who I'm supposed to be. And this is kind of my transition from goals is it's who am I trying to be? how do I want to show up? And then I take it day by day, like in order to, so I'll give an example, I'm I'm starting a private equity fund. I have a private equity fund. I literally just started and I'm trying to raise our first $20 million. I've never raised $20 million before, but I said, well, who do I need to be to raise $20 million? And then I wake up every morning and I write a list of goals and I go and start doing them around what do I need to to do today to show up to be that person? And a big part of it is telling myself, A, that I can do it, Mm-hmm. And then B, taking those one, I mean, they're little micros. Like this morning before this, I was literally building a docu, a, a thing called DocuSend where I can take investors to to look at. That's what I did all morning. It took me an hour and a half. That's the one thing I have to get done today. But this positive self-talk and micro steps have changed my life around goals. Because in the past, it was just like negative self-talk, beat yourself, big goal in mind, go work, 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 and then do everything that you can to hit it. So I'd love to hear your thoughts because I think some people might do it my old way and some people may want to look towards my new way, which is who am I trying to be and what steps do I need to take today? And I, and I took something, I think this is from when I first met you. I have a list of three things I have to do every day. And it's, I have it right now, sticky, I'm looking at it. And I get those three things done. I don't care what else I do. Those three things have to happen and they're around who I'm trying to be. And so for me, the th- what am I trying to be? I want to have great relationships with, with my family and friends, deep, great relationships. I want to be healthy, the healthiest version of myself every day. And I want to make, create impact in the world. And I have some, some definitions of those things, what those look like, but it's all around just showing up and doing the work and a big part of that self-talk. So I'd love to hear, I know that was a lot of stuff, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on maybe how I'm approaching this.
1: Um, so I just finished literally on my run this morning, listening to, uh, Andre Agassi's book uh, called Open. And I'm I'm really big on biographies. And I really like biographies of sports uh, individuals, people that have, you know, had some success. And he talks extensively about that. Uh, The book, I highly, highly recommend the book. Um, It's called Open by Andre Agassi. He, he, He unpeels his skin, lets everybody... In and sees and sees what what that's all about. Um, I'm taking for the fourth time, I'm taking a group of about 40 people uh, deep into the Grand Canyon June 30th and July 1 this year. and um, and we do something called the rim to rim to rim. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 most of those guys are going to be 20, 30 years younger than me. Uh, So I'll be the old patriarch going through this thing. And it is not an easy deal. It's about 25 miles each way, each way. It's about 330 flights of climbing each way. And in June 30th, July 1, the temperature is probably going to hit 115 Fahrenheit. So it's a slog. Okay. Uh, It's going to take 12 hours each way. Uh, But here's the deal. I've had so many people tell me this, Darius, that that was life-changing the Grand Canyon for me was so life-changing on this topic that when I die uh, I want to be cremated I want part of my remains to go in the Pacific Ocean where my wife Bonnie's are part to go in the Atlantic Ocean where part where her, her remains are and then I want a portion to go in the Grand Canyon because it chilled me out from the anxiety that I used to live my life in So here's the deal. First time I go to Grand Canyon, I'm sitting there looking at the wall. And if you've ever been there, all the different colors represent all of the different ages. And it's millions of years on the wall. Now, if I led a life of significance of a hundred years, and I'm talking about life where I really was impactful in the world. And I had a hundred year life. If I tried to find it on that wall of millions of years, I couldn't find one year I couldn't find one month I couldn't find one week I couldn't find a day so that was it for me I'm Mm -hmm. never having a bad day I'm never going to be frustrated with anything ever again Uh, uh the slate is clean A 100-year life of significance can't be found on that wall. Why am I getting upset with this? Why am I putting the pressure on me for this? Why am I self-inducing all of this stuff on me? Uh, I I, I just finished this book um, uh, on the airplane.
0: uh, Which which book is that?
1: um, It's A New Earth by, by Eckhart Tolle. And Ooh. uh, and and I was recommended and then given to me on my most recent trip to India uh last month. And it's the same thing, uh, there's no yesterday, there's no tomorrow, the only thing there is is now,
0: yeah, like
1: this second. And we don't have any control over yesterday nor tomorrow in many ways. Why not? The enjoyment and a peace now. And we get to control that. So the book re- really reinforced, I'm, 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 I'm scheduled to talk to the guy that gave it to me in India because it reinforces this love affair I have with the Grand Canyon. I, I, I am a different human for the last 25 years since the day that I sat, sat there and contemplated that wall. And me taking forty people in there in a couple months is the most joyful thing that I, I can do.
0: Oh man! I've, so we have two mutual friends. Kevin Dom's going on that with you, and he 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 invited me, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like shit! I'm like I'm I'm I don't think I'm a good enough. Uh, walk, is it walking or running or both? It's
1: walking. Yeah.
0: Oh. I'm, I'm I'm I I any uh, anyway he he I know did that in the, uh, the last time you guys did it and right. then uh J- James Ascroft would talk to me about la- the last time you guys did it it sounds amazing and uh, my friend Marco Gargento went with you guys um so that's that's amazing I want to ask a question though 25 years ago so you were what in late 40s is that correct Yeah so so, so you're on the on the doorstep of 50 you have that moment what? How did that change from a goal setting perspective? Was did did that change anything there? Because I, I'm actually kind of in that right now, where I'm like, "All right, man, I'm a person that's like slashed myself to to achieve, whipped myself into achievement for 40 plus years." I had this realization last summer at 44, and 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 a part of me got a little scared that I'm like, "Oh, am I not going to push to achieve?" But 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 it hasn't been the case. I, my approach is different, but. So I'd love to hear like what changed for you besides like, appreciating the day and not having a bad day. Was the was it that the goals were still there, you still set the goals but like you approach the goals differently? I'd love to hear about that.
1: Um uh, yeah, so I'm go- I'm going to I'm going to do two things with that question. I'm going to go further back in my life. So my wife and I met at 16 years old. We uh, were together for 52 years, 47 of them married. I lost her to cancer 6 years ago. Um uh, But when Bonnie and I early on in our marriage got to kind of fill in the blanks on our history, all of 20 years of that's how old we were. We, we, we discovered that our parents were having the same conversations in our respective houses. And here's one of the conversations. When we retire, we're going to do a, B and C.
0: Mm.
1: When we retire, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. And Uh, Both of our dads died around the age of fifty, and I just said to Bonnie, "That's never going to happen to us. We're 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 going to lead an exceptional life by design, and we're going to sit down and you're going to write a separate sheet of all the things you want to do before you die, and I'm going to write mine, and then we're going to kind of discuss them and merge them and all that. We'll have a kind of a joint bucket list type of thing, and we're going to just start knocking these things off and you know sucking the marrow out of life right um and we have and we did um so again there's a pattern it's the goals right but what what happened in the grand canyon was um as I don't want to lose the goals and I want to make sure that I've got a whole lot of them that have nothing to do with business that has to do with living an exceptional life, like unbelievable mm. life, a life that people would be envious of. Wow, really? Wow, really? I, that That's what I want, right? And how can I make a positive difference in the world, right? Now, that, that got elevated early on in my life, in my 20s. But then when I sat there at the Grand Canyon, that first time, I was so beating myself, up, beating myself up, literally, um, my my armpits were always sopping wet. I was tense. I was just uh, like there weren't enough hours in the day to do all the things I wanted to do, and and there was the wall. I can't find a hundred years of an exceptionally led life. You need to chill, my man. You need to like chill out. And 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 people that are going to listen to this uh, that know me are going to go, really? Ever since I've known you, you're not chilled. Well, you had to see the former guy. Like, you're seeing me on stage. <laughs> you're seeing me with my energy. But I am so chilled. Uh, and you brought up James Ashcroft. And he and I are just incredibly good friends. I have an incredible amount of respect for him. And quite frankly, on the last time I did Rim to Rim, the last four miles uh of the journey, he ended up taking my backpack from me because he was unsure whether I'd be able to make it. I was struggling. Um and uh and 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 there's a guy that I think has got himself packaged right. Right? Yeah. He's he's he comes across like he's got control of himself. It, no highs no lows now we all know that everybody has them but sure. he, he, he doesn't manifest that he's got that right for me uh, gosh I, I, I I'm so relaxed my my, my new wife Karen uh, runs owns a successful business 80 million dollar a year business she's coming home from work and I called her and she was in the car and I said so where where are you how far are you away from home and she said, I'm, I'll be home by, in 30 minutes. And I said, well, all right, great. How was your day today? And she said, don't ask. I had a horrible day. It was awful. And I paused. And then I said, why would you choose to have a horrible day?
0: Did <laughs> she, Does she heard, appreciate that?
1: She goes, you asshole. I didn't choose it. It was horrible. And I'm going, actually, you chose it because the uh, only way you can have a horrible day is if you let that negativity in between your ears. And yeah. I, 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 if you, if you take control of your, of your person, you'll be done with horrible days. And, and sh- she hung up on me and then she got home 30 minutes later. And, um, and she made dinner. And before she served dinner, she came and gave me a big hug. And she said, I just want you to know that I'm never ever gonna have a horrible day again. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's self yeah. inflicted. I'm done with that.
0: I love that man. Yeah. She's lucky to get to hear that. It's it's weird with people that that don't understand that. Um, it's it, it. I would say it's a bit of an awakening. At least it was for me. And and or, I I can't remember the last bad. I I honestly, God, I can't remember the last bad day I had. It, it, it's been like nine, ten months since I had this like moment. Um, and your life shifts where there is no, and I, uh, are you friends with Rand Stagan? Oh, yeah. 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 So Rand, used to, I, I took, I'm a graduate of Stagan and Rand, I was going through hell when I was in that program. I ended up leaving my business, sold my ownership in the business. Had It was really brutal. It was bad. It was, it was a tough year for me. Um, and I was far from where I'm at right now. And, uh, Rand used to say, what a gift. And I remember he'd say like, what a gift to learn. (laughs) And I'm like, right. I don't want to fucking hear this. Like, (laughs) so when you're in it, it's hard. Right. Um, I will tell you now, had I watched myself then I would have said that to me. Yeah. What a gift, man. You're, 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 you're up against the edge right now, you know, and that's just a moment where you grow. That's where the growth happens. Right. That's where you get to grow is when it's hard and you get to overcome and, and, uh, and learn about how you show up when things are tough. You know, hey, look! I'm yeah. not
1: trying, Darius. I'm not trying to talk into an Ironman. Okay, all I can tell you is that I've I've encouraged over a hundred people to do Ironman, and the common theme that comes out is um, when I cross that finish line, I realize there isn't anything in life that I can't do.
0: Uh, right? I, you know, it's funny. No, you, you're. I, I've uh, I've been toying with the idea of starting to do some really hard stuff. I have really bad knees and flat feet, right? Which has been the the story I've told myself as to why I don't do that stuff. And I said, that's just an excuse, man. And so I'm, uh, I will take note of what you just said and you may, you may, you may hear of me doing some stuff. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) well, let me, let me, let me, let me take you here. Uh, this, this, this leaves the adults and goes to the kids side of the world. So, um, I, you know, I do CEO coaching, uh, all over the world, on over the phone and zoom and all that. And, uh, and I had uh, one of my clients from Seattle coming down to San Diego. He's going to pass by my house. He's got three kids and his wife with him. And he, he said, are you going to be around that day? I can stop by. And I said, perfect. Stop by. We'll have lunch together. And I, I had just written my book and published life by design. And so I gave him the book and, about two months later, I got an email from his nine-year-old son. And his son wrote me and said, "I don't know whether you remember me. My name is so and so. My dad's is being coached by you, and I met you. Blah blah blah. And I just want to let you know that I just finished reading your book, Jack Daly's Life by Design. And I know it was written for adults, but I just wanted you to know that I wanted to thank you. It's making a big difference." in who I am. And um, I want you to know, I now have three goals that are firm. I'm working on some more, but my three right now, one, I want to start a business. Two, uh, I want to read 50 or more books a year. And three, uh, uh, I want to get straight A's in all of my classes. And he's nine. Wow. Wow.
0: (sighs) I have a nine-year-old. I'm going to have him read your book.
1: I mean, (laughs) uh, I mean, uh, like that is, wow. Uh, I'm speaking, uh, the Southern seven YPO group in in the Southeast. Uh, I'm speaking in another month. Um, they're all together in, um, Branson, Missouri. I have two sessions. One's for couples, uh, and one is for kids and it's all about life by design. And, um, And for me, if I can move, move some kids, um, positively forward and open their eyes to their capabilities, um, the, whatever I'm doing on the business side actually pales significantly. Uh, you know, imagine setting a new course that is incredible for your nine-year-old, right? I love, I love it, man. I love it. By the way, you're capable of doing that with your own boy. um, But uh, a lot of times just because it's father and son, they're not as good at listening. Um, uh, You bring an outsider in and they, oh, even though you were saying the same thing, um, it's, it's just different. So
0: yeah. People listen to their uncles. That's why (laughs) (laughs) they listen to their uncles, not their dads. Yeah. Um, I, I do love that um i think my younger son listen to me i think my older son my thirteen year old probably I, I, he he wouldn't so i it might it might take a uncle jack to to have a pep talk with him by the way that um, does
1: change over time um the older one will get on the bus Yeah.
0: I love that. What, um, so yeah, so we're just got a few more minutes here. Like, t- t- obviously we've been talking all about the stories and, and a lot, I know a lot of the stuff's in the book, but kind of give an overview of what, what does the book do? Who's it for? How can it help folks? Um, and I'd love to kind of give that and we can give people some information on where they can find that book, um, and, and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So, uh, look, the, the, the book is called with 300 pages, 150 of it is, is kind of my story, how I started in life, uh, how I got on to the goal setting, uh, how did I got on to ex- leading an exceptional life, a whole bunch of stuff that we talked about here. Um, and and it just walks you through kind of, you know, 5K, 10K, blah, 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 blah. Um, and 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 while I'm doing it in that book, I'm showing you the forms and process and schedule of how I kind of get my arms around all that. Then we get to the second half of the book, which is the appendix. And uh, that's all the templates, uh, filled in with my real stuff and then blanks that you can download. And by the way, you don't need to, you don't need to buy the book. You could just go to my website, com, and you can download the entire appendix and, um, you can figure out how to fill out the forms just by looking at my filled out forms. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I look, People have told me it's a fun read and it's very motivational. It's inspiring. It's all of those things. But I, I you know what? It, it's it's more about getting people to go to the website, I think, and just showing you what's capable, and uh, and then, and then giving you the the process and the forms to fill. So I'm doing a tremendous amount of of stuff with YPO um, uh, Gold, which is fifty and above, uh, w- with couples. So the, uh, the I did Chicago a couple months ago, and the feedback was, uh, "You're you're 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 two decades older than me," and uh, I thought most of what I was going to accomplish in my life had already occurred, and you opened our eyes and said, "Oh no, there's so much more that you can do," and you're the walking guy on it, and so we're we're literally going to take a weekend. And with the forms and the templates, we're going to knock out what our next decades going to be.
0: I love, I love that, man. Um, so it's Jack Daly's Life by Design. You guys can go there. Check out the books where all books are sold. Is, yeah. is that correct? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So people can go check that out. We'll put put that stuff in the show notes. I had a question for you because I actually thought, just thought of this while you were saying that. Have you done anything with Tiger 21? Have you I, done any work I, with I, I've guys? not. No so I, I'm a tiger member I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna reach out to my chair and because I think like a lot of people when that that's kind of where they go after they sell their business right. the former ypo or so that there might be a really cool opportunity there because they do a lot of stuff with legacy and family and um it's a it's you know it's smaller it's much smaller but it's you know there's some interesting folks in that group
1: no absolutely um, I know many people that are in I just haven't done anything in that space right
0: that that, that would be some cool content so I'll, I'll We'll take it offline, but I'll I'll um, I'm gonna make an intro to my 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 forum cha- or our, our chapter chair. So so so,
1: so Darius, I know we're finishing up here. You started uh, with uh, the 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 session that we did in New York where we met uh, two speakers, Simon Sinek and Jack Daly. Simon and I happen to be really good friends, and um, and I asked him to read the book, and um, and literally I put him on the front cover. And I just want to share what he said after reading the book. Thank God Jack Daly exists for decades. We hired Jack to teach us how to sell better yet all the while, what he was actually teaching us was how to be better human beings.
0: I love it, man. (laughs) Full circle. We, We come full circle in this episode, Mr. Jack Daly. You are, a, like I said, you're a living legend. I feel so lucky to have gotten to know you and to have you in my life, even if it's in small doses like this. and um, thank you so much for everything you've done and continue to do and for being an example of how to live an exceptional life. Appreciate you.
1: Couple months to um, rim to rim. Uh, Kevin Dom and I will uh, pull you through at least one way. Okay. I'm
0: I'm, I'm going to be on a family trip then, but <laughs>
1: that's, a, but that's I, an acceptable I, excuse. I like that.
0: I was like, oh man, I was like, ah, family vacation. But it's a big one too. But if it wasn't, I would probably be pulling myself through, up to that now. But I appreciate you, man. Thank you. You bet. Uh, everybody, listen, share this episode. Everyone's got to listen to this. Life by Design, we all can design our lives better. And Jack Daly is the example and the model. So please go out there, get the book, go to the website, download all the the free materials. Support Jack. You're supporting yourself really when you support Jack. <laughs> Um, so, uh, and share it with the people that need to listen to this. I, I'm a big fan of us being leaders, we're givers, we're shares, share this work. Until next time, peace out. Love you guys. You are listening to The Greatness Machine, and that's a wrap for today. Listen. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform that you're tuning in on so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. We have tons of great people coming on and we're, we're stoked to have you here to enjoy it with us. Leave us a review. Tell us what you love most about this particular episode. We love getting the reviews. We love to see what you guys love most. And if this particular episode you know, made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life, print screen, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to support and grow with each other.